You know, the culture is actually damn good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey, where y'all at? This is Trafalgar Square. Mr. and Mr. North of South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. Have you been drinking? It was a good show, huh? During the workday, when you feel possessed by amorous intent, may I suggest that you suppress it? Hey! 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 Hey, how you doing? Let's get in the conference room. I would like to invite everyone into the conference room. I would like to have a meeting in the conference room right now. I know for a fact that nobody in the Parks Department reads letters. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me Savian! Last day of minicamp is in the book, and we shall review. Welcome to the show, everybody. Bob Man. Matthews here with you on the SportsJourney.com radio network. You can also catch us at iHeart, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. All right. Well, let's get into it. Montez Sweat made, uh, well, I guess we can call it a little bit of a, start a little bit of a kerfuffle yesterday if we mix some metaphors up. (sighs) You probably heard it by now if you hadn't. We're going to have it in its entirety for you. Montez was asked about the team bringing in COVID specialists, immunologists, infection specialists, et cetera, et cetera. And he said that he wasn't really a, a fan of getting the vaccine and he wasn't going to. So I tell you what, if you haven't heard it yet, let's play Montez's comments in their entirety and then we'll talk about it after that. I'm not a fan of it. I'm uh, I probably won't won't get vaccinated until until uh got more facts and all that type of stuff. But no, I'm not a fan of it at all. Well, what is your hesitation with getting the vaccine? If you don't mind me asking. Well, I mean, I haven't I haven't caught uh I haven't caught COVID yet, so I don't mean I don't see me treating the I don't I don't see me treating COVID until I actually get COVID. I guess, you know, that that's obviously one of the big issues right now. You know, have you talked to the coaching staff about that? And, and you know, what's the messaging been like from the team? Well, I mean, obviously they want to, um, they want they want to, they want everybody to be vaccinated to, uh, to move more freely around the facility and around as with traveling and all that type of stuff. But I mean, everybody has their own beliefs and they are uh, entitled to their own decision. Okay. So that was Montez yesterday. Um, I have to say, and I think I come at the COVID experience with a little bit of practical knowledge on this. My wife had COVID. She recovered. She's okay. My oldest daughter had COVID. She's recovered. She's okay. My uncle had COVID. He did not recover. He passed away a year ago this past March. I think that for Montez Sweat to say he needs more information or needs more facts Um, the facts are this, the facts are the FDA approved an emergency use vaccination uh, plan for these three vaccines. Uh, they don't kill anyone. Uh, there have been some people that have had some, you know, adverse reactions to it. All of those, you spend a, excuse me, a better chance of getting hit by lightning, uh, winning a jackpot on a slot machine in Las Vegas, et cetera, et cetera. The problem I have with it is that he's got a bunch of guys that are depending on him. 
And by not getting the vaccine, you open yourself up to getting infected. You open yourself up to having the entire team test positive for COVID. And that could cause real problems down the line. Um, I will give him the benefit of the doubt in one very narrow sense. And perhaps it was a situation where he just wasn't very articulate in expressing it. You might remember uh, coming out uh, into the draft um, his rookie year. Remember, he slid down the draft board because there were some health concerns, uh, something to do with his heart. All right, if because of that you're concerned about taking the vaccine, all right, I will give you, I'll allow that. But still, um, I know people that have heart issues, took the vaccine, absolutely fine. No side effects. Again, it's not just about you. It's about people around you. And, you know, are you around people that are immunocompromised? Montez Sweat was around somebody that was immunocompromised last year before the vaccines came out, and that was his head coach, Ron Rivera. Uh, You know, it's not just about you. You've got to think about other people as well. Speaking of which, uh, Scott Abraham of WJLA, our good friend, Asked Rivera about Sweat's comments this morning uh, as we met with Rivera virtually. And I'm going to play that uh, back and forth for you in its entirety so you can hear that as well. Well, I mean, it is. But the thing that uh, as as long as everybody respects each other's opinions and thoughts on it, um, there really isn't an issue, to be honest with you. Um, and that's what we have to do. I mean, everybody has a choice to make. And, 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 and if that's his opinion and that's his choice, then we respect it and we move on from that. I mean. You know, we that's probably one of the bigger problems I think we have right now is that not everybody's respecting each other's thoughts and, and opinions and not letting people make their own decisions. You know, Montez spoke for himself and himself only, and that's his decision. And hey, you know what? I respect it. How much of a competitive disadvantage will this football team be at if you don't get your 50% higher in terms of vaccination in that locker room? Well, the disadvantage be, will only be created if, uh, if we break the protocols. And, and, and if that's what we're going to have to do is live with the protocols, then we'll do it. We did it last year. We'll do it again this year. Um, we're going to follow the rules. We're going to do it the right way. Um, you know, would I like them to get vaccinated? Yes. And, and, and I think it's important. But, again, guys, you know what? Uh, each person has to make their own decisions for themselves and what they think is best. So, at that point, you know, we, we live with it. Uh, we'll live with the situation and circumstances. You know, a really quick follow-up to what you just said. You want them to get vaccinated, but you have to find that balance, Ron, of not forcing them because, as you said, it's their choice. So how do you find that balance? Well, I mean, again, you, you, have, to, you have to appeal to them. Um, you have to give them reasons why. You have to try and help educate them as much as possible so they understand and get comfortable uh, more so than anything else. That's how you do it. Um, you know, it, 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 to me, it does no good to, to, to fight with people. Um, you know, again, we're, 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 you know, we're all entitled to our opinions and our, and our free thoughts. So there's Ron Rivera for you on that. Um, I think Rivera is a very middle of the road guy. I don't claim to know him that well. My only interactions with him uh, for the last year and a half have been virtually uh, through these press conferences. I think that's pretty much the only approach that, uh, a head coach can take right now and hope that 
you know, again, this doesn't um, affect the team as far as, uh, as far as, you know, competitively. Um, but, you know, the bottom line is the bottom line on this. And there's absolutely no evidence that the vaccines are harmful on a large scale. Again, uh, the possibility of something going horribly wrong with one of them for an individual is is so minuscule as to be laughable, statistically insignificant. And uh, it's not going to be eradicated until everybody does, you know, take the vaccine. Um, the facts are out on it, you know, and to say that, uh, to say that, you know, you should wait until you get COVID to treat COVID. Well, the vaccine's not going to help with that. It's like a flu shot. Okay. You take the vaccine, you take a flu, you get a flu shot every year. If you get the flu, it's not going to be nearly as bad. The same principle with the COVID vaccines. You get the vaccine. If you happen to test positive, if you happen to quote unquote, catch the virus, it won't be nearly as bad. And again, everybody is entitled to their individual opinion. But in this case, you know, what Montez Sweat does affects a lot of other people. And hopefully, hopefully he has a change of heart. Time to get some perspective from Washington football insider Sam Fortier, the Timothy Chalamet of sports journalism with us now sam thanks so much for joining us we appreciate it of course thank you for having me uh timothy chalamet is, is quite the uh comparison what uh in in what way am i the him of sports journalism well you're you're both actors and you're you <laughs> as i your filmography is just as good as his i mean who who out there will say that he's better than you as an actor <laughs> not me That's, he's not better hey. than you Right, right. And and I was always told if you don't support yourself, you know, nobody's going to back you. So so I'll have to say the same thing. I, I appreciate the, the support. Absolutely. And, you know, the Gen Zers, they're as crazy about you as they are about him. So, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying it's, it's a great comparison. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's get to it. Enough frivolity. Um, so everything is going along pretty much like clockwork. Ron Rivera is getting what he wants out of the team. And then we get to our post-practice interviews yesterday and Montez Sweat, um, he, uh, he rolls a pretty big matzo ball out there yesterday, didn't he? <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, he said that, that he would, when asked about Ron Rivera bringing in uh, a vaccine expert, a leading immunologist, an assistant professor at Harvard to give his players more facts about the vaccine, Montez Sweat said, I'm not a fan of it at all. I won't get vaccinated until I get more facts. And then when asked why he was hesitant, I ha he said, I haven't caught COVID yet, so I don't see me treating COVID until I actually get COVID, which there's a lot to break down there. Where do you want to start? Oh, so much, so much. You know, the one thing, and, and this kind of all goes back to, for you guys that are there on the beat every day, I, I can imagine it's frustrating for you. I don't want you to pontificate because you are a reporter. You deal in facts. 
um, you know, if when when you become a columnist, then then we will ask you your opinion on things. <laughs> As an objective observer and everything, it, I, I can imagine it's frustrating for you guys and the lack of access to these guys in that you can't you can't talk to guys off on the side, just off the record saying, you know, hey, what do you think about this? Can you? I mean, have you guys got any sense of if there's any kind of a, a split isn't the right word, but is there is there any agitato in the locker room over vaccines and stuff? Well, yeah, I mean, Montez Sweat said it was a, a, quote, constant conversation, unquote, among the players at, as of Tuesday night when they had the presentation, then Wednesday at practice. Um, you know, Ron Rivera said it's, it's an ongoing discussion today. So, I mean, this is certainly, uh, I don't know about agitato, but it's definitely a, a topic of conversation among the players as it is among everyone else. And, and I do think that there is – it's, it's a difficult position for Ron Rivera to be in because he wants them to get the vaccine. He wants to hit that threshold, whatever the NFL ends up setting it at. The MLB is at 85% where they'll re- relax some protocols. The NFL is, is I think, debating those numbers now. Uh, but he wants to be able to have those, those you know, lessened restrictions to, to be able to get back to as close to normal as possible, right? But at the same time, he cannot force these guys to do it. He cannot you know, mandate that they do it. So, and, and Montez Sweat obviously is, is one of his bookend pass rushers. So that, you know, it's not like he could uh, get less playing time that he is really locked in, I think, um, where he is on this team. So Ron Rivera is in a difficult position of, of wanting his players to get it, but not be able to force it. And, and so I, I asked him today, what's his next step for training camp? And he said, you know, he'll continue the conversation. You know, maybe he brings in another person to, to educate his players um, but there really isn't much more he can do in terms of saying, Hey guys, I really want you to get this. I, I was, I was kind of, I was kind of wondering out loud, um, before we started talking, but I remember that sweat had some, you know, there was the reason he fell in the draft was because there were some perceived ish, health issues with his heart or something like that. I mean, you know, are we, is anybody giving him the doubt and that maybe he's got some legitimate health concerns about it and and just articulated it poorly yesterday if that is a point of discussion he neither he nor anyone in his camp has indicated that 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 was the reason and 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 i will say when you do explain it as i probably won't get vaccinated until i get more facts that positions your argument as i'm just not well informed enough And, and it prompts the question well, then, you know, who do you need to speak to other than a person who was involved in developing the Moderna vaccine? This this woman, uh, I, I believe her name is um, Kezamaya S. Corbett, um, if I'm saying that correctly. But but, you know, what other information could he need? I think that's the the point that I think a lot of people were left with yesterday after his explanation. Yeah, I mean, you could you could almost see everybody kind of taken aback that that, that he kind of said that, um, again, because you guys can only, you know, we can, all of us can only talk to players, um, virtually there's, there's no sense of how that's playing in the locker room. Is there other than what we, what we've heard on the zoom calls, right? Right. There is certainly a limited understanding of how that's playing out, which is, as you said, unfortunate because in a normal year, you know, guys that, you know, you can pull off the side and say, Hey, what, what do you think about this? And, and obviously, you know, we do get the sense because Sadiq Charles, uh, you know, left tackle, left guard, 
said, you know, he was vaccinated. His mom was a nurse uh, in New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina. He's um, certainly, I think, educated probably more than most about medical conditions. So he said he got it. But yeah, in terms of how it's playing among the other players, Montez Sweat's comments specifically, we don't have a great understanding of that. Do, do you think this is going to become a bad look for the organization, or is this more something that all of us in the football universe are talking about just because it's it's the end of minicamp and we've got nothing to do for the next six or seven weeks? No, I think this is a flash button topic. I don't know if it reflects poorly on the organization because, I mean, Ron Rivera did take a proactive step to invite, you know, an expert to come right. to and talk to his team. And Montez had his individual reaction to it which not only, you know, his words were his own and his explanation was his own, but I do think he hit on a realm or a sentiment of vaccine hesitancy that's prevalent among professional athletes and obviously a larger segment of the American public. So I don't think this is necessarily a bad look for Washington, but I do think it, it reflares that conversation that, that, to be honest, I don't know if this will create any productive dialogue about uh, rather than just reinforcing positions that people already have. And Rivera really said all that he could say, given everything that he has to balance um, with this team and with this organization, that that he would like everybody to to get a vaccine, but he respects everybody's individual choice. I mean, he really had no he really had no other option other than to say that, right? Yeah, I, I mean, he even played his you know personal um, personal involvement card in the sense that he said, look, I mean, vaccines are not only important to me as a football coach because, you know, I want my guys to be as back to normal as possible. I want us to prepare. I want things to be how they were, but also, I mean, this is a guy that battled cancer eight months ago and, and was certainly immunocompromised and was in tier one B or whatever it was and was able to get his vaccine early. And that is something that he said, you know, that he detailed, even when he was vaccinated, his wife and his daughter were not. And so being around them every day, uh, was difficult and they took extra precautions. So he has played all of the cards that he can play and it's really up to his players now whether they want to do it or not. All right, so on the field, let's talk about some stuff that was going on on the field the last three days. Um, I want to get your impressions because one of the things I've heard repeatedly from folks that have been out there is how much faster, especially the defense looks. Have, have you noticed that out there? Oh, yeah. It's hard not to. When you add guys like William Jackson III, uh, when you add guys in the, in the back end, um, when you start to see, you know, even Jamin Davis at the linebacker position, I mean, Kevin Pierre-Lewis was fast, but, but I don't think as fast as him. And, and even especially on the offense, too. I mean, Deami Brown, Curtis Samuel wasn't out there, but um, just the total package – of what this team could be speed wise is, is really impressive. And, and it's just, it's kind of like, uh, you know, I used to cover baseball. It's kind of like when you watch a pitcher throw his fastball versus, you know, maybe his changeup. It, it really is that apparent how much quicker things are happening this year. Interesting. Also the fact that I guess the defense for the first time in a long time is, is, you know, playing in a, in a scheme that they, that they had last year as well. They're not learning a new scheme this off season, right? Absolutely. And, and you can even see the speed. I mean, this probably doesn't jump to mind as the number one place you'd see speed, but the defensive linemen and being in it, you know, before they were in a two gap technique, Hey, you know, we want to stay at the line and kind of control the line. 
Now they're trying to get more upfield. They're trying to get into gaps and they're trying to play, you know, the run on the way to the quarterback as opposed to, um, you know, playing the run two gap uh, before. And so now I think you can see defensive linemen being more decisive, being more definitive because it was a tough transition uh, from, you know, from that two gap to that one gap um, that they had last year. And a lot of people spoke about, I know John Allen, uh, kind of knocked that theory down and said, hey, it's, it's more of a media thing than an actual thing between, among defensive linemen. But I will say that, that I have heard uh, from, from several people, I think, who, who would know that the defensive line, they do feel like, is playing faster this year. John, John Allen's um, meeting yesterday with reporters was such a – it was kind of a cleansing thing after, after the Montez dust-up. Uh, you know, you just listen to John Allen and you're like, good Lord, please get the contract signing out of the way. I mean, you talk about a guy that's become a leader on this team. I mean, that's John Allen all the way, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. He has certainly embraced that role. He has that Alabama Nick Saban veneer to him where – I think his quote yesterday was, I get paid to whoop people's asses when mm-hmm. asked about, when asked about, you know, some responsibility of his job. Um, and so that is the sort of, I think, mindset that this team wants to carry. And, and certainly, you know, getting behind him and as, as someone who um, would embrace that leadership role. And I think one nugget that people don't know is that everybody knows that Chase Young became an unexpected leader last year, right? He, he stepped into that role a lot earlier than people expected. But the guy that really passed him that torch was John Allen. And so before that Cincinnati Bengals game in week 10, coming off of that brutal loss against the Lions where Chase Young had that penalty and allowed uh, Matt Prater to kick the game-winning field goal, John Allen went up to Chase and said, hey, you want to talk to the guys? And Chase said, yeah. And so I think not only is John Allen the type of leader in the sense that, you know, he has that brusque mentality he has obviously his play to back it up and his availability but also he's not afraid to share the stage with those guys and he understands it takes the a group effort so I'm probably rambling and giving you a lot more than you than you expected but I, I do think John Allen is is a pretty instrumental figure in that locker room you always give us more than expected and that and I mean that in a good way it's a good thing, Sam. It's always added value with you. Final question about uh, about minicamp, uh, the offense. Again, I think, you know, people be, need to kind of settle down about the offense because defense is always ahead of offense in this, in these scenarios, right? Yeah, I, I think, I think that's certainly the case, especially when you look at how much continuity the defense had versus the, the offense, you get a new quarterback in Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, you shift around at least two, maybe three positions on the offensive line. Certainly it's not just in scheme, it's, but it's also in personnel. So, I mean, the offense, I, I think actually had, had quite a day today. Antonio Gandy golden really, you know, had a, had really the nicest catch I've ever seen him make with a, a one handed down the left sideline. Deami Brown held his own in kind of uh, running away from Benjamin St. Juice. Um, so the offense had its moments, but certainly the defense is had which had I think four or five interceptions today certainly was uh was ahead of the game so do you get some uh, vacation time now that uh, everybody's going to scatter to the winds for a few weeks <laughs> uh TBD I, I still got to get through the next couple of days and I'm sure we'll have a couple projects coming up so you know I'm glad the players get some time off but uh I don't see it in, in the foreseeable future for me no rest for the weary no rest for the weary my friend All right, Sam, thank you so much. We appreciate it as always. And I guess uh, the next time we see you will be in Richmond, hopefully. Of course, of course. Thank you for having me, Bob, as always.
Sounds good. Thank you very much, Sam. Uh, oh, I, I was remiss. I didn't even mention. You can catch Sam's work every day in the Washington Post or at WashingtonPost.com. But buy a subscription if you live here in Tidewater, huh? They deliver. Mick and the clock on the wall say we got to get out of here. Thanks so much for joining us. We will talk to you again next time. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're on your bike tonight, as always, do wear white. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. I've been around for a long, long year. Stole many a man's soul and faith. I was around when Jesus Christ had his moment of doubt and pain. Me damn sure the pilot washed his hands.